from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome back to Taking Inventory. My name is Sarah Archer. I am your host. And on this podcast, we talk about a number of things. We talk about ERP. We talk about WMS. We talk about NetSuite. We talk about supply chain. And we share stories from RF Smart users. And we talk about their businesses, how they're growing their businesses with technology, and the different aspects that make their business unique or interesting. And so that's what we're talking about today. We have White Labs joining us from California. Also joining me this week is my co-host, Haley Thomas. You guys know that I love Haley so much. She has been on other podcast episodes. She did another podcast with us last season. So I'm going to leave that linked in case you want to listen to it. It's a great podcast episode about customer service. So Haley, will you introduce yourself a little bit and uh, tell us what your favorite drink is? What do you order? Yeah, so I'm a senior account executive with RF Smart, and I've had the pleasure of working with White Labs um, the entire time I've been here, which is almost five years. My favorite drink is a good Cabernet. Mm. So that's what I would order. That's a very good drink. I myself am a like I'm a gin and tonic girl. That is what I order. I love a good gin and tonic. Recently, I had one that was purple. And that was very exciting oh. to me. The gin was purple. It was very cool. Um, but speaking of uh, having drinks and um, the people who are here with us, we've also got Catherine Small from White Labs. Catherine, thank you for being here. Welcome. Uh, Catherine, you. you have a super interesting story kind of about how you ended up at White Labs and the business. Start off by telling us what your favorite drink is. But then will you share a little bit about yourself and just about White Labs? Sure. Uh, I'm on Haley's team of a good Napa cab. (laughs) (laughs) I do like beer. I do drink beer. We make beer here. We make a lot of beer here. And uh, yeah, so that's my drink of choice. Um, I've been with White Labs for seven years. They've been in business for about 26 years. I started here as a personal assistant to... Uh, Chris White, the owner. Uh, I was about a year down the road and I just saw that they really needed a project manager. So offered it up to them and took a lot of training, took some courses and got schooled up. And now I've been doing project management. I do the IT side as well for White Labs. So uh, like the NetSuite side. I did the implementation. I'm not so much involved now in the day-to-day, but I did the implementation of it and then um, the various computers, laptops, all that stuff here that goes on. So, yeah. So you mentioned that you guys make yeast for beer and you brew beer, um, which is is kind of also sort of an interesting story. I'd love for you to kind of share how White Labs got started and how Chris kind of. Yeah. So we are. The founder, Chris White, he's a huge on innovation and science. So he's always looking to do things differently, do things better. And so with that, he brings a team with him, right? We have our head scientist, uh, Dr. Karen Borbin, and she's on board with us. Um, head brewer, all our head brewers, um, all the techs in the laboratory. It's like it's a whole team that makes this company run. And it's, you know, it's heavy in the science field. Uh, Chris originally started White Labs when he was going to college. 
at UC San Diego here. And one of his good friends was a home brewer. And Chris was in the lab making liquid yeast and just made some for his friend who brewed beer. And so Chris is like, sure, I can make you some yeast. So he propped up some yeast, made it for his friend. And then his friend told other people and other people just started coming to Chris for yeast and they knew they had a business there. That's so, so neat. And so how many strains of yeast do you guys have now? Well, she's, I would say over 200. Uh, we have like a core, a core list of 68 that they make continuously, but we have different releases. We just had a vault release of some different strains, uh, the Nordic blends and stuff like that. So, so it's cool. a, yeah, it's different, right? It's a lot of science. Yeah. So it's fun. I love that. So, um, White Labs, Catherine was nice enough today to send Haley and I each a little kind of <laughs> growler of beer. So we are going to have a podcast first where we try this beer <laughs> on the podcast. So I'm going to crack this open while we pour uh, ourselves a glass. Catherine, do you want to explain a little bit about what you sent us today? So this is the Hell's Lager. It is a nice and mild beer. It's not so hop, hoppy forward like your IPAs are. Um, so when I asked you guys originally, I'm like, what kind of styles do you like in beer? Do you like stouts? Do you like IPAs? And you guys were like, oh, we like the lighter stuff. This is a nice, light, smooth beer. <laughs> You'll like it. And it's we just installed a new draft system. So it's the lines are so crisp and clean that it makes the beer even better. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, right? Really good. Yeah, if you're not, like, wow. I, I like beer, but I'm, like, one or two beer, and then I'm kind of, I'm done. But that's a nice, yeah. really smooth, mm-hmm. you can drink a lot of. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's very good, oh, that's Catherine. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank okay, you so, so I'm going to continue to sip on this while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having a having a little happy hour with our friends. Thank you, Catherine, again, for sending this. This is very cool. Yeah, um, and all right, so let it, let's talk about NetSuite. I want to talk a little bit because you were part of that implementation. Um, just some of the technology that you guys are using. You're using NetSuite RF Smart. Can you talk a little bit about why you chose NetSuite and how you guys are using it? Sure. Uh, we originally started... When I, when I first started, they were using Goldmine for um, their CRM. They're using, I think it's called BusinessWorks for their accounting and multiple, multiple spreadsheets of, for the uh, manufacturing side. So one thing that we got with NetSuite is that it covered, it was an umbrella of all these things into one platform. So it's your ERP, it's your accounting, it's your manufacturing. Um, so it was something that we had to do because we are also in the middle of a growth spurt. So we were lining up a new location on the East Coast in Asheville, North Carolina. And we also were about to start up our location in Denmark, Copenhagen. So we knew in order to grow as a company internally, we needed better systems. So we made it happen. You guys have several locations, right? Where, where else are you located? Uh, so we have Asheville, North Carolina, uh, Denmark, and then we have a distribution warehouse in Hong Kong. Very cool. 
So a little bit, let's talk a little bit about RF Smart, um, and then we'll talk a little bit more about White Labs and your business. Haley, uh, chime in here because I know that you have a little bit of a a good insight into what they are doing, but um, I know you guys are are using some of the RF Smart functionalities like distribution and manufacturing. Can you just talk a little bit about RF Smart and how you're using it in your facility? Yeah, when we went, I'll tell a story. When we went live, it was... Uh, a lot of craziness because we went live with all sections of NetSuite um, and nobody, it was a ball that got dropped of what do we do for barcoding? What do we do for picking and packing? It was all a very manual process. And so we went live February of 2016. And so I think RF Smart came on maybe end of February (laughs) because we were struggling so bad. And that we were kind of running around going, we need a solution now. And our smart was like the best one out there and still is. I mean, seven years, you know, seven years later, here we are. So it's crazy. It works so well. And our shipping team really loves it. They, they use it for all the picking and packing and shipping. You guys have a really intense manufacturing process. Um, Haley, I want to kick it over to you because you have a little bit better insight into kind of some of the manufacturing things, but I'll let you kind of talk a little bit with Catherine while I drink this beer. Good deal. Yes. So you guys use us heavily for the, obviously the manufacturing process, um, but you really also use us for sales order picking, which does a number of things to get you to that manufacturing process. So um, walk me through the whole process and how RFSmart's helping you track those different steps. So we use RFSmart mostly for the sales order picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is, we know exactly where something's at, what bin it's located in, um, and then as well as like month end. So when we do our inventory counts and all of that stuff, that all goes through RFSmart. So our team always knows if there's a lot of zero zero one and it's exactly what shelf it's on and what bin it is in on in that shelf, like it doesn't get any better than that. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. it makes it so easy yes. to find stuff. So. Yeah. And then just being able to pick and count at the same time is super valuable for a lot of our customers. And I know just not having to shut down production or the work yes. order completions and, and putting all of that together is, is very valuable. Exactly. There's during the month end counts, there's no, no taking orders. Like I remember when I first started, they literally had like signs that were no orders for the next one hour because they were doing inventory yeah. counts. And I was like, yeah. eh, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, especially if it counts wrong and then you have to go back yeah. and redo that. So Exactly. Um, so tell me about the, I know you mentioned you use this more for sales that are picking, but within the manufacturing process, I know you're doing work order, issuing components, completions, and then back flushing and, and keeping track of all the scrap quantity. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. So a lot of times we were... We had a lot of scrap, but we didn't exactly know because when they seal the bags off, not all the bags, you can get them all in the liquid in one place when they do the sealing. Uh, so there's always like extra scrap or expired product, or sometimes it depends on the yeast, the strain of yeast, the product can also inflate if it gets, it hits a temperature. So basically if it gets, if it starts getting warm, it's a little party and it starts to grow, Right. So it inflates the packaging. So they have scrap counts for that. Um, and 
at the end of the month, we can literally pull reports showing here's how much scrap you had in an expired product. Here's how much scrap you had in inflated products. Here's how much scrap you had in like, I, I think one is like, um, like technical error and stuff like that. So it just, it streamlines the whole process of knowing exactly if we made this much and we're only selling this much, where's the difference, you know, and that's where it comes in. Say, how has that impacted the bottom line for financials? It's made us look at like, do we want to extend our shelf life? Do we want to not extend our shelf life? Do we want to bring it in more? You know, it's always, it's us looking at the reports, analyzing the reports of how do we make things better? So that is definitely needed for us. Yeah. I was just thinking that kind of visibility into what's going on, right. Is so important for you all to make decisions because this is not an easy thing to make. Like I had no idea what went into all of the steps and all of the things. And so for you to, um, underestimate or overestimate it's not like you're like well we just got to order some more like there is a lot that goes into this I think that our listeners would be very interested to um, hear a little bit about the actual manufacturing process itself Uh, could you walk through you don't have to give away all your secrets but could you walk through (laughs) those different steps and how you guys actually end up making the yeast yeah uh, so a lot of times people think that we could just make it in a day and that's not the case at all uh, yeast is depending on the strain because different strains have different characters, uh, or personality, so to say. Uh, so it can be anywhere from seven days to 14 days and they are made in batches of 400 liters at a time. So, and then it concentrated down. Uh, so it's, it's a process. It's a very labor intensive process, um, that we do. And, a lot of other yeast manufacturing companies don't take that long. And we just are so clear on our QC points. We have 61 QC checkpoints to make sure that yeast is the best quality it is. Um, It starts from the minus 80 freezer on a Petri dish to a flask and then to the vessel itself. And then it's on this, they call it the cell. And then it's on that cell for a couple of days, aeration, all that good stuff. Like it's a process. And it's very labor intensive. You may have said this before, but, and if you have, you can tell me, but what is the advantage of using that liquid yeast over like dry yeast? Because don't a lot of people use dry yeast? Yeah, they do. Uh, Some (laughs) do. Uh, (laughs) I see that cringing. (laughs) I think it's, I think the percentage, 70% of the flavor of beer is the yeast that you put in it. So when you use, if you think of like bread, you use dry yeast for bread. How much flavors in a bread without cranberries or pe- or nuts or you know stuff like that? There's not that much flavor because bread is bread. Yeah. Um, but with liquid yeast, it adds more flavor to. You can use liquid yeast for bread too. Actually, our restaurant we have a restaurant in North Carolina. Our restaurant in North Carolina makes all their pizza dough with mm. our liquid yeast. Yeah. So, and it's so flavorful. It's so good. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's 70% of the flavor of the beer. So if you use dry yeast, you can, I mean, a lot of people still use dry yeast when they brew beer. It's just, you're not going to get as vibrant flavors from it. Wow. 
That's crazy. And to that kind of process you talked about before, that's something you guys have just really perfected over time using science and Chris's kind of knowledge about science. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's the whole team. So, and how many employees do you guys have? I think we're over about probably around 150 right now. Very cool. So the business has grown quite a lot. How many were there when you started? Uh, there was only one building, one location when I started. Wow. <laughs> now in San Diego, we have three buildings on the block. And we have North Carolina, Asheville. We have that location. And then Copenhagen, Denmark. We have that location. Very cool. So, but yeah, we've grown a lot. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Crazy. Yeah. You guys have a ton of resources about brewing, about White Labs, different things like that. Could you talk a little bit about the kinds of educational resources that you can find on your website, on your YouTube channel? And even I know that kind of during COVID, you guys did some some different things as well. Can you talk about some of that? Yeah, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, Eric Fowler, who's our education master, I call him. Uh, He does a lot of topics on beer and sensory of beer. Um, so he does a lot of that. There's yeast essentials. I think once uh, classes are able to get back in, in to, together in groups, you know, we'll kick those off again. We do yeast essentials about two to three times a year. And that is for breweries to send their brewers to or QC, QA people to, to learn more about yeast and how it affects the beer and QA practices. So... Yeah, we're always looking. Um, we're always teaching, right? So it's something that uh, my team is really great at. So, I, you know, we're kind of wrapping up for today. Um, I, I wanted to ask you just to kind of wrap up, what advice do you have for other RF Smart users? But I also want to ask a, a bonus question. What advice <laughs> would you give to some home brewers who are thinking about uh, maybe brewing some beer on their own Mm. for rf smart users it's it's a no-brainer right it's it increases your efficiency of your warehouse number one like my guys would be fumbling around manually inputting sales order okay i'm gonna grab this this yeast i'm gonna put in that lot number and instead they can just grab it blink blink you know that's the sound the little gun makes and they're done in like two seconds as where if we were manually doing it, it would be so hard. I can't like, like I said, we did that when we first went live and it was not pretty. So, <laughs> uh, advice for homebrewers. I mean, a lot of, uh, our homebrewers are our most loyal com- customers and we love them. So, uh, we welcome you guys with open arms for, especially with this new packaging coming out. So um, we have the pro line coming out. We're doing the soft release on the pro line, but this, the homebrew line we are working on. So stay tuned because it'll be fun for you. Very cool. Well, Catherine, how can these homebrewers get a hold of some of this yeast? How can they keep up with, uh, with White Labs? They can go to yeastman.com for all ordering uh, and whitelabs.com for all resources. And I'll make sure that those are linked for you guys. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Catherine, 
Haley, thank you guys both so much for being here. Thank you for sending us beer. This was very yeah. fun. Uh, and so definitely check out White Labs if you're interested in supporting another RF Smart user or NetSuite user. Um, for those of you listening, thanks again for being here. Remember to subscribe before you go. You can listen on all your favorite platforms. And we have an email subscription at rfsmart.com slash podcast. So if you'd like to sign up for email notifications, it's a great way to stay connected with us is using that rfsmart.com slash podcast email subscription. Thanks again, guys, and we will see you really soon.